Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni here, to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 70, The Void Within. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there, now on the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Heck yeah. Yo. Woo. Woo. Woo, indeed. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I'll be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I'm playing Shay, the elven wizard. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's episode, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is Olivia. Do you remember what happened last time? It was so long ago. Uh, yes, I do. Because um, it was the same amount of time that it always is. A week. We- yes, yes. <laughs> it's never been more than that. <laughs> Every yes. time uh-huh. it's that. Yes. Yes, I don't know what the sarcastic tones of voice are. It, it is. Um, it none of us fun. have ever been sarcastic in our lives, honestly. Yeah. Never. It's true. Yeah. yeah. The Bible says don't do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Twice. Uh, well, not, not last time, but the time beforehand, we ended our episode um, with our party split, as it so often is. And uh, Florian and Oswald discover discovering the sounds, hearing the sounds of explosions nearby, uh, which we very quickly discovered at the start of the last episode was people trying to kill us, as it's as it so often is. So, firstly, the ship was under attack, like virtually, was the was the very very first thing that we we kind of found out because Mira. Um, was like immediately in distress and fighting off, uh, you know, virtual presences of some sort. We eventually figured out that there were not one, but two different groups that were a- after us, presumably, which is one being our our good, good friend, Red Bartlett, our best buddy. You remember Red Bartlett, right? The the mercenary without conscience or soul who helped you take down the terrorist organization known as the Children of Aetir? That Red Bartlett. And he smokes indoors. And we definitely did not end things poorly with him last time we saw him, so... 
He ended things poorly with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> and then another, like, smaller sort of paramilitary tr- group that we ha- still have not really identified, but who are imperial in nature and using a lot of, like, empire tech. It's bad news, whoever they are. So we sent out a distress call to Shay and Amari, who very quickly tried to make their way back to us. And thanks to Florian's quick thinking and brilliant piloting skills, we we managed to make it away and there were no other problems. No, Florian attempted to like get us away from the floating dock that we were at just to like try to separate us from at least one of these groups. Um, which didn't really work out because I don't know how to fly a spaceship, you guys. The fact that we didn't immediately crash to the ground is a small miracle. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I let you all know this after the session, but there was a choice role in there that determined just how big of a disaster that was all going to be. And it turns out only a minor disaster occurred. Mm-hmm. And that was you leaving all of the doors open as you were flying. I, yeah. I think what we've learned is that with very little practice, Florian will quickly become the best pilot amongst us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Let's go cause, with cause, sure. Because the vibes are there. Um, no, I, I took off and it was, we, we kept describing it as flappy birding through the sky because (laughs) that's what happens when you try to drive a vehicle that wants to go to the ground. Uh, and unfortunately, which I didn't realize right away, but soon figured out, uh, said paramilitary group had already gotten on board by the time I took off. So now we're just. We were just midair, just in the shit. But luckily, Shay and Amari did some dashing heroics, commandeered a taxi with the help of Paladin Roly and Amari's wife Layla, and uh, made their way up to up to us to save save our asses. And uh, Shay became the ship and helped Mira fight off. Was like helping Mira fight off these virtual threats. Um, and also, like, turning on all the ship systems and trying to fix all of the crap I fucked up when I tried to start the plane. Or the ship. You were definitely treating it like a plane. Yeah, mm. well, you know. Whatever that is. And Oswalds managed to take out three at once of the paramilitary group. Uh, and so we've all kind of convened in the cargo bay, the... If I remember correctly, still open cargo bay. Oh yeah. Have we have we shut the doors fully? Yes. Currently in the midst of closing cargo. Right. Bay. Okay. okay. That was what I was. That was what I was. Thought I had remembered, and are going to. It's about to go down, y'all. One of the threats that was not physical in nature was like some sort of scan of our ship, and as soon as Shay like turned on every everything that needed to be turned on it went away which either means that it's gone now or that it finished what it was trying oh to my do god florian turned off the anti-fey thing didn't he huh. oh huh. fuck i can't believe it took Strange. me a week i can't believe it took me a week to realize shit fuck piss <laughs> i did specifically how, how say bizarre 
that I turned everything that I turned everything to the opposite of what it was mm-hmm. when. Uh huh. Very uh-huh. specific. You sure worded. did. Yeah. How do we fire someone on the team? <laughs> but also, like, wouldn't like don't you just turn you just turn everything off, right? When you're out of the ship. Not that. No, not that. Why is there an off feature for that? That that's yeah, there's also that's a very honestly good like that should not be a thing that has the this is irresponsible ship design, and I will be suing. <laughs> We'll take it up with. Look, this Agus is what happens Tech. when you don't use Agus techni- technical solutions and their top of the line uh, high FF friend programs. Identify very yeah. friend, friend or fay programs, yes. <laughs> so, so that's good. So that's that's a, yeah. that's a good revelation we just had as a team there. Yeah. Just now. Okay. In real well, time. Huh. Yeah. yeah. At least I know what to do when I want what I need to do about that. I guess. I was wondering if you were going to figure that out, and it just tickles my fancy that you did right now, because (laughs) we are going to actually be leaping straight into it as, yes, the Tiresian is still hurtling through the sky above the city, uh, the the capital city of the planet Nirind, a hegemony-controlled world where Amari was meeting with his wife and another matriarch of the hegemony in order to try to salvage the situation that emerged after your confrontation on the planet of Seawell. Some of that was resolved in a conversation between Amari and his wife, in which Layla Rarakasa, a newly minted matriarch of some kind, has now set into motion a plan that will hopefully clear up the situation put her into a more politically advantageous position and make it seem as though Amari was working for her the whole time in all of your strange uh, behavior patterns on that planet that was controlled by a different galactic government. As in the cargo hold, Oswald picks himself up, having just used one of the biggest pushes of graviturgical etherics he has in his entire life as Florian crashes onto the top of a mech still in motion as Amari struggles out of a crash-landed taxi and rushes towards his own mech which still sits in its bay thankfully unshaken despite all the turbulence you use all the proper locking mechanisms to keep it in place when you secured it it's totally got a parking boot on it. Oh, yeah. Every time Tux is powered down, it gets, like, fucking tucked into bed and kissed goodnight, essentially. <laughs> As the three of you do all of that, the unconscious form of Shay is still limply sprawled in the back seat of the taxi that has crash-landed in the docking bay. Now the first time... <laughs> I'm going to say that's really good. It's, people, like, people like that don't break any bones. <laughs> the strange opalescent rainbow sheen covers their eyes as their consciousness has expanded into the etheric systems of the Tiresian itself. Much like 
how Amari interfaces with Tux when he is piloting the ship. You now feel, Shay, this expansion of your awareness and sensation as you feel each individual system in the ship slowly going through them. You feel that other presence withdraw as you suddenly have the dread realization that the IFF was switched off however momentarily <laughs> and you already are very aware of the fact that there was a back door built into the Tiresian systems when you had the life bane released from its captivity the implications of that are weighing on you as your mind races through the systems. You feel that third presence withdraw. You begin to close the the pod bay doors, Hal, as you sense the crash landing happening, though you have no real ability to actually see what's happening down in the cargo bay. It's fine. It's all, all good. How are you? What you do sense, though, is the struggle happening inside the communications array between Shay, between yourself as you are part of the ship and now this thing is struggling against you but as a bulwark kind of a a, a, a thin veneer of security in the form of Mera holding back some other presence It's not like meta diving into the metafay where or the metanet where you can see constructs constructs and representations of what you're trying to observe a la the matrix. It is more that you can sense this invasive presence pushing at you, and you can sense this thin defensive presence just in front of you pushing back but you know you don't know how you know this but you just know that that thin presence in front of you struggling to maintain control is Mera yeah the artificial high she girl who you have been keeping as your ward these past couple of months she is struggling in a way that you find disconcerting. You've seen her accomplish wild feats of cyber fraud in the <laughs> space of seconds. You've seen her overcome defensive and security systems at the mere thought of it. You've seen her reshape the internal workings of the Tiresian in such a way that they're almost unrecognizable to even an expert in systems repair, like your shipmate Kala. So what precisely is happening now, you're not entirely sure, but I do want to ask if there is any way you attempt to help. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, definitely my instinct is to help Mara. Um, uh... How I do it, though. I mean, my my instinct would be to either, like, add some computing power, I guess, to her, her wall, or, like, a 
some kind of um, like counter attack that hopefully like the the attacker would not see coming and so it would might catch them off guard long enough to like I don't know boot them out or uh, construct a better defense okay let's explore those two options a little bit and what exactly either of those might mean to Shay in this moment computing power is an interesting turn of phrase yeah when it comes to creatures of a fey nature you know how changelings work. Yeah, girl. You know the kind of computing power that a fey creature yearns for in some instances. That they seek out and need to interact with them in a more physical space. The mind is the most powerful tool to a fey creature. How you might lend a piece of that to Mara in this moment is something to consider. Your your other thought here is to go on the offensive, to angle some kind of attack. To do to this entity what they are doing to you. And that is completely within the realm of possibility. There are black hat divers all over the metanet that do that sort of thing all the time. It is a real problem, actually, which is why metanet security companies exist. So, it is also something I don't think Shay has ever done before. Unless yeah. you have some talent in hacking. I mean, you have hacker voice I, I'm in. I do have hacker voice I'm in, and I also, I was going to ask, like, how much I'm going to wreck it would maybe apply as well. Very much could. Yeah. Because that's mostly just been me breaking etherics so that they can't be used anymore, um, but I've never used it in this kind of capacity, so. Okay. How many aether dice do you currently have? Um, like my pool or accessible? Uh, accessible. How many do you have? None. In, in your pool you have none. Okay. I will give you three. Oh, shit. If you tell me what system you broke into on Wesrin Azald to get the raw news of what happened during the Shattering. Oh, this is something I'm playing with now with Aether Dice and I want to know bits of your character information that will give you a wellspring of power that might access in a narrative moment like this cool cool very cool I think that (laughs) I think, like, I told some people that I was going to, like, break into the grading system and, like, change someone's, like, change grades. Um, And so, like, I was like, okay, give me this, like, you have, like, a better access thing than I do. If you give that to me, I will go, like, change your grade. But what I did was, like, I used another, like, something about another student's access to like break into the like i don't know like the staff or the the uh 
the uh, staff um, like news or some like someone's email or something, someone's personal data. The staff Slack channel. Yeah, I <laughs> broke into the staff Slack channel. <laughs> like through some some like through some like honor student back door or or something. Okay. Okay. I fucked some people over to do it, is the answer. Sure. Did those students take the fall for this, or did Che get caught for it? I think that the timeline worked out such that it was pretty clear that it was Shay. Okay. In terms of them piecing out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you recall... Wesrin Izald, that glimmering world of wizardly study where theorists from all over the galaxy converge to further the craft of magical science, where wizard children from across the Western Reach are sent in hopes that they might one day either serve as a navigator or an imperial wizard, or return to their home as a exceptionally powerful galactic force that might better shape their culture and society. When you got out of there, you broke a pact with the world of your birth. You broke an agreement between a clan of elves and the greater college of Wesrin Azald. The little acts of rebellion that added up to Shay leaving weren't unheard of among young wizards. A rebellious teenager is nothing new in the Dragon's Wake galaxy. But there are long and rippling ramifications for what you did when you left. The first little pebbles that started what may eventually become an avalanche were in the process of using this other person's identity to find out what was really going on out in the greater galaxy. A truth that, whether they were right to do so or not, the elder wizards of Wezrenazald hope to hide from their students, to let them better focus on their craft and not the, what they would view as mundane politics of the Dragon's Wake. A wizard must be above such things. <laughs> you absolutely disagreed. <laughs> so yeah, have three Aether dice for that. Thank you. As you recall that first time you broke into another system, you remember what it felt like, etherically. Even then, your powers were not as vast as they are now, so there is... Whereas then it was the, the trickle of a tap that is rusted shut, now you feel the torrent as it is let loose and wide, you can see the etheric connections spreading out from the Tiresian. Now that the systems are back and operational, as one of those connections leads back to your body, 
and there is a commingling of sensation as for a moment you dip into the astral sea and see that wide web of connections that drape out from the Tiresian like a web. The enemy color is what? Oh, we want me to decide? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we don't know where the hacking or whatever this entity is from. Because I was going to say, if it's if it's from Red's dogs, then obviously it's red. Um, like, it's got to be. But if it's not... Then a red cord leads I'm... away from the ship. Motherfuckers. You see that there is some connection. It is growing fainter. You, you're not 100% sure what's going on. You can tell now that there are pings and hails via your connection to the communication systems coming from other ships. Mm-hmm. Specifically near-end ships that are now coming up from the city below you. And they are attempting to contact you. But as they are getting closer and doing that, the connection, that tenuous cord, is getting thinner and thinner. You think it should have broken by now. Yeah. It's not. Um, I, I want to like, the, my instinct is, is, my desire is to strangle. Um, like, I want to reach out and I want to like, squeeze that cord as tightly as I can and just like, absolutely like, fucking tourniquet and kill the connection. This sounds forceful, and this sounds like you're going to wreck it. Yeah, hurting my baby, hurting my ship, (laughs) all my kids on board. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stand for it. No. What's the difficulty on this one? The difficulty on this is hard, so 20 is what we're looking for. 20. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to use all three of the dice. Okay. Ooh, and thank God it's twenty exactly. <sighs> <laughs> nice, nice. Fuck. As you reach out with your senses and attempt to throttle this connection, have you ever tried to grab a water hose while the water is still running? Yes, I have. I was a kid that did chores. You can feel that pressure inside. Uh, something inside the tube that doesn't want you to squeeze down, so it's exerting pressure out at your fingers. It is only when the water is shut off that you can find that the hose is more malleable and easier to bend and push around. As you squeeze, you can feel that pressure resisting you. And there is this strange... You almost hear the words in your head cursing in a language you don't understand. But even as you're putting pressure on it, you know that that is taking attention away from whatever it was they were doing to Mara. And so then there is a redoubling of effort on Mara's part as suddenly she becomes this bulwark and there is this snapping like a rubber band. And suddenly you're the only connection to the Tiresian. And as soon as you let go, the connection breaks. Do you let go? <laughs> yes, there are other there are other pressing matters. Uh, my, my goal was to help Mara, and I did that. 
Okay. As that occurs, who do you pass it to? Because now we are in initiative. Our, your options are bad guys, Florian, Amari, Oswald, or your friends, which would include Layla and Rolly. Um, I am going to pass it to Amari. Amari, you are scrambling out of the taxi. You, behind you, Layla is also coming out. She has been armed with the sidearm of the paladin who accompanied you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is looking around wild-eyed, appraising the situation. What do you do? Again, you are in a long, rectangular space of the cargo hold. The door isn't quite closed all the way yet. That will happen at the end of this round. Mm-hmm. There is the wreckage of all of the cargo you had in the cargo hold, which is basically just supplies and maintenance equipment. A lot of power generators, uh, which has now been crushed underneath your taxi. There is the toppled over hot rod spaceship that is attempting to crush the mech that is on the other side of the cargo hold from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which question. I will, which I will quickly remind you that I am on top of. Florian is right. on top of that mech. Yeah, and 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 just curious, I know Florian discovered that there was uh, hidden caches of guns in that. Uh, oh, everyone that would know that. I wouldn't. Okay, that's that. what I'm asking. As yeah, like, yeah. was that no, shared no, with no. everyone or oh, not? Of course, okay. yeah. Um. Cool. Awesome. And I believe uh, we established last time that they are in a crate somewhere in all of this mess now. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, in that case, uh, what is, how, how far am I away from uh, Tux? 15 feet. 15 feet? It's on feet? the same side of the uh, cargo bay as you. It's probably behind you and a little bit to the left. And it's like tucked in the corner where you have the the engineering bay for it, and it's kind of suspended like the power armor from Fallout, kind of on okay. a little rig in the corner. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, as I'm uh, running to get into Tux and get Tux booted up, um, barking at everyone to get to cover um, and away from the cargo doors. <laughs> okay. So you bound into Tux and are attempting to get this thing online a lot quicker than probably you would normally do yeah you're not gonna warm up the joints or anything like that just you know right quick boot. fast boot I've, I've got the thing not set run- to fast boot yeah not running the like pre pre-diagnostics and all that shit mm-hmm. okay give me some kind of get in your mech really really quickly without fucking anything up roll okay i have my more than machine uh you do. Uh talent for for pilot. Um I think this sounds pretty swift. Um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. use my uh my, my D six in swiftly. And I will say to get this up and running, uh it would be pretty incredible if you got this up and running in a manner that lets you acted next turn immediately. Mm. Okay. Hmm. But if you get a 40 or better, I will let you take another action right now. 
A 40 or better. Okay. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Really tempted me with those void dice. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, that's a good one. How greedy do I want to be is the real question. <laughs> do I switch over to my gold dice? Hmm. Um. No, I don't think I want to go go that that hardcore. Um. In that case, I will pull the last uh, Aether out of Peerless. Um, Which is gun. your fancy cyborg rifle? Yeah, yep. fancy cyborg rifle. I don't think I will be needing that inside of a giant mech. Seems unlikely, yes. Yeah. Um. Question, and I think we've probably gone over this before. Peerless allows me, when using it, to treat the Aether inside of it as a D8. Um... I believe that's the note I have, but when pulling mm -hmm. it and not using it, is it still treated as a D8 or a D6? Just a D6. Gotcha. Cool. I'll make sure I'm grabbing the right dice. Um, and I don't have a ton of Aether left, so this is going to be my roll here. Always go all in. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, not a fantastic roll. A 13. 13 yeah you want to take the failure on this one yeah i'll have to take the failure <laughs> like that okay, i i'm not gonna spend void die just to boot this baby up as quick as possible that's totally on you yeah. uh but you do get eight xp from taking that failure yay Ooh. so that's cool yep <laughs> If we survive, right. I'll get us some nice, some some nice level ups here. <laughs> so you lunge into Tux, uh, and it takes a moment for the uh, the the hatch to open, and you're just like tapping your foot as it slowly opens, ready for you to welcome you inside. And you leap inside, and it slowly closes the actuating joints, and it's sealing shut, and. You feel that relaxing liquid sensation as your consciousness pours into it. And then once your awareness is back online, uh, a couple of moments have passed. Shay it's wanting to update. Oh, Shay, my gosh. Shay, as a prank, programmed it to open and close real slow. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amari. Uh, who are you passing it to? Options are Florian, Oswald, friends, and foes. Um, I would like to pass it to Florian. Uh, really quickly, before I do anything at all, uh, mm -hmm. Amari, how much Aether is in Tux? Uh, Tux has five. And j just so you, I, I do want to reiterate something here. Reed, you took the failure on this. Mm -hmm. The danger gauge was at eight, which mm -hmm. means you are no, you can no longer act meaningfully in this scene. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's fun. I forgot that rule. Do we want to rewind this? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling that you didn't consider yeah, that yeah, point. I, I, I have the, um, the list of tokens covering up the danger cage, and I'm just looking at the void pool. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. So... I guess in that case, if if that's what's going to happen, um, I will adjust my XP back to its small measly amount. Um, and I was at a 13. 
and incredible is 25 25 so uh, you might I'll, only need one void dice yeah i'll pull i'll pull one void die for now come on come on don't bite me in the ass here that's oh, a 10 oh one more i'm gonna have to one one more danger gauges now there's a 12 on the that high one threshold <sighs> okay so Danger gauge has increased to 10, which means we are now at the highest threshold, which means any failures will result in removal from the mission, not just the scene. Um, that would be uh, a 35. Total. But 35 does mean that you have a critical success here. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with that critical success? Yeah, I would like to drop it back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Danger mm-hmm. gauge goes back down to nine. We are back into the medium threshold. Woo! Okay. Well, those that, that <laughs> AXP was nice while I had it, but it doesn't serve me in the moment. So. All right. So now that we've resolved that. Uh, yes, keep that in mind, everybody. If you take your failures at this point, That's you'll right. be getting a crap ton of XP, but it will take you out of this scene, so long as we're still in the medium threshold. Uh, Amari, who are you passing it to? Uh, Florian. Florian. Florian, you are on top of the enemy mech. Uh, you are... You've belly flopped onto it, I believe we determined last yep. time, and so you are, like, gently squeaking... In a direction off of this thing. Does the reason I said it was totally like there has to be no grace on this is that it doesn't matter. Uh, I am going to <laughs> aether leech as much aether as I can out of this baby, which is for me right now seven. Cool. I need you to roll me, let's see, 1d12 for every piece of aether you're leeching out of this, so six. <laughs> well, hey now, hey now. Isn't the pilot technically connected to the, uh, to the... Yeah. Okay. Who are you murdering? I... Some guy. Some asshole. That's a one. Cool. It's eight. Mm-hmm. Seven. Mm-hmm. Four. Five. And nine. Okay. The mech suddenly stops moving, just frozen in place. All of its, the little glowy running lights on its carriage. Again, it was kind of vaguely shaped like a gorilla with two humongous arms coming out of a large egg-shaped central uh, pod and two shorter legs coming out to either side of the lower pod. Um, Almost like a headless gorilla, kind of. Um, where you're squeaking down the back side of it, you can see that there are little uh, connection points and positions where there were probably heavy weapons attached to this at some point, like artillery-style weaponry that aren't, aren't there anymore. You get six Aether out of this thing, and you see the green veins erupting down your arms as you caterwauled down off the backside of this thing. Cool! <laughs> um, alright, let's go back to It's gonna be fine. Nine. 
like, hey, listen, I, as far as we know, there's no cure for this, so might as well just keep using it. <laughs> I don't know if that is the best uh, thought process, look at, but look hey. At how, look at how happy Mike is with me saying that. Come on. Well, you know, there's it no does spark cancer, joy. so yeah. I'm going to keep smoking those cigarettes. Uh, Listen. I mean, people do do that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be one of those 90 year old ladies where they're like, how did you live so long? And she's like, I drank Diet Pepsi every day. But it's me with leeching aether. (laughs) All right, Florian, you have disabled the enemy mech. Who are you passing it to? Uh, Friends, foes, or Oswald? Can I I move at all? Or am I just... Yeah, you've kind of fallen to the floor at the f- to the feet of the mech, and one of the last remaining, like, assault trooper is standing there and kind of turning and looking at you. Yeah, I was just wondering if I can get away from this guy at all. But also, he has a gun, so I don't know that it really matters. Um, I'm going to pass to... Behind cover? Uh, yeah, I mean, if I, can, if I can move to cover, I'd like to do that, but there's not... I don't... Okay. Yeah. There, the one piece of cover you see is half a pallet of 12 loco. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry if this guy shoots up your loco. I'm gonna do it. I'd okay. rather not die. <laughs> we can always buy more loco. Well, yes, we can, but <laughs> until, until finally, finally. They banned this horrible, horrible oh, substance. They will never do that. Vorpal Corpse lawyers are too good. I yeah. <laughs> do you really think so? Better activists than you have tried and <laughs> failed. <laughs> um then cool. I'd like to pass it to let's see, Oswald's is Oswald is tapped, so I'm gonna pass it to friends, uh, Layla and Rolly. Nice. Okay. Uh, Layla is going to scramble down out of the taxi, rush over to the mech uh, tux that has sealed itself, and she will pound on the the hatch that has recently blocked you, and she will shout uh, as your senses are coming online. Take one of them alive! Roger, roger. Well, the one in the mech is fine. I didn't murder him. <laughs> uh, and then she will cover you with her pistol. Uh, Paladin Rolly, I think, is going to stay put and cover Shay's body. That's kind of what he was assigned to do. Mm. So he's going to pull out his uh, Aethite blade, the crystalline recurved sword he's got, and yeah. he's just going to kind of crouch down inside the taxi waiting to react if something comes at him. He's doing great. He is going to pass it to Yeah, I'm going to be a dick about this, Oswald. <laughs> uh especially uh when okay, uh so I'm up on the catwalk, correct? Mhm. How high looking down at all of this. How high up is that? About 20 feet. Oh, I hate heights. Is there like a staircase? Is there something? Mm-hmm. Directly to your right. Directly to my right. 
can I get to the pallet of, of 12 loco in w- one turn? Or am I going to have to jump to do it? Mike? You, you, it would be... It depends on if you want to do anything else. Uh, I give do you want to power? do something else. <laughs> I am then you completely would completely tapped. This is, is it, the only option. Um, is, it, is it to crack a 12 loco? <laughs> Just crack a cola with the boys? <laughs> if, you, if you want to do something else, then the most expedient way to get down there would be to jump. If you want to spend your turn running down the stairs, scrambling through the wreckage, and making your way to the other back corner of this place, that'll require some effort. Oh, boy. See, now we have to weigh his fear of heights with his uh, addiction to 12 Loco. Yeah. It's it's a tough one, but I think I'm going to jump. So that is what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. Onto the palate of yep. your sweet, sweet juice. Oh, yeah. Okay. I- I'm going to roll a void dice here. Of course. Listman, does I believe I can fly or fly like an eagle play as you soar through the air? Unfortunately, both at the same time. It's very <laughs> oh, <disturbing. God. laughs> Cool. So, there is a gross crunching sound directly in front of you, Florian, as your sweet, sweet bird body boy (laughs) flops down onto the cans. I I think we established that his bones sound like chimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. They're very hollow. Uh, Although we do not fly, that is... um, Yeah. You are splashed as several cans erupt. Uh... As the packaging, like, it's not like full cases or anything, but some of the cans definitely give right. way under you, under the impact. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, and I don't know if you've ever had, like, a couple of cans rupture in a 12-pack of soda or something. Oh, I've, so it's I've like, worked for it's a just kind of company. leaking. I was about yeah. to say, like, it's, it's, at least half of us do. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's like, you're not exposed to, like, torn cans it's just this the liquid is leaking out of the packaging in gross and nasty ways and you get a little spurts out onto oswald and florian that's okay somehow i imagine it's sort of oobleck like and doesn't like it remains solid under high impact but once it rests it returns to a liquid state all I'm saying is there is now liquid 12 loco in play on the field of battle, <laughs> and the danger gauge has increased to 10. I was, about to say, I, I was literally just about to say, fuck, we Worth are now it. covered in a caustic and flammable substance. Yes. Why did, cool. we, why did we establish so much lore? Who's <laughs> <laughs> to say? Um... Yeah, so if I can uh, just dig yeah, uh, now you're... animalistically into this uh, uh, mound of, of 12 loco and, and just down one, uh, that will be my turn and I will pass it to the baddies. Wow, okay. So in the most depressing Popeye montage you've ever seen, <laughs> Oswald <laughs> cracks a can. Of 12 Loco. But it's like, it's in a minor key. (laughs) (laughs) And also nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. 
Why would it? It's a gross, super alcoholic malt beverage. I was hoping just like somehow nope. it gave nope. him power it's, like Popeye. That's not, it does uh-uh. not. That's not how addiction works. <laughs> Dang it. It's perceived power. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and that brings us to the baddies. Uh, okay. So. That assault trooper uh, who watched as Florian fled is going to open fire on Florian. I am going to roll another void dice and we are going to see what happens. Keep in mind the danger gauge is in the red. If this succeeds, you're not out of the mission, but the danger gauge will then keep going up. You'll get hit. There will be some narrative consequences to this. Yes. Exactly what I needed. So, Florian, you are struck by a bolt of aether. It rips through several cans of four, uh, 12 loco in front of you. God damn it. And you are splashed with more of this caustic substance, and you are struck by this bolt of aether. It's in my wounds. And- <laughs> oh, God. Straight in my veins. And it doesn't Main even do lining. the service of, like, antiseptic. <laughs> no, it immediately cauterizes the wound <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but then it burns that wound that it just ca- cauterized, and just it's a vicious cycle. I'm sorry, Mike. You were in the middle of saying something. Yeah. You look down expecting a gunshot wound. Instead, you see this pulsing knot of green veins leaping up out of your skin and you gain another aether die. Oh no. (laughs) The guy in the mech I'm going to spend another void dice. Wants to go home and rethink his life. (laughs) There is a terrible rending sound as a fist punches through the cockpit of this mech. Somebody is physically tearing their way out of this mech. The Terminator. The bad guys are going to pass it to the bad guys. Hmm. Weird. The mech pilot is going to finish tearing his way out. And you see this thick, not quite heavy set, but definitely like barrel chested, thick, bruising arms. But not like built like Schwarzenegger, built like some kind of terrible mountain person that wrestles bears for fun. Shaved, close-cropped hair in the style of the Imperial Legion. A wicked-looking burn scar on the right side of his face. And he is just shredding the polysteel cabin of this thing with his bare hands, forcing his way out of this. Should that be possible? You would think a baseline person? No. You know a lot of weird stuff is capable with etherics. Yeah. Yikes. 
Uh, but the mech is frozen in place. And he is, I, I, I say tearing his way out. That gives the impression that he's like peeling it open like a can opener. He is just breaking the mechanisms that hold the canopy shut and oh. like forcing his way through like somebody breaking down a door. Okay, see, I was thinking he was just like like tinfoil, just like fingers through the no, metal yeah, pulling yeah, it apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> he's he's not Superman through an iron door. Yeah, yeah no. There, there are, is probably, yeah, like some training that you get for like, if your mech gets fucked up and you have to get out of it, here's how you Oh, yeah. It. I mean, it's yeah. It's also like, imagine being strapped inside of a locked car and having to like kick the door open to get out. That is still an incredible act of physical strength. Right. But it is no fingers through tinfoil. You know. <laughs> right. Correct. Uh, he will shout at his companion. Uh, I don't know if anyone's close enough to actually hear what's being said. Maybe Florian and Oswald uh, hear the word retreat being said. And as this mech pilot is tearing his way and finishes getting out of his mech suit, he is making towards the pretty much closed bay doors. And the assault trooper with him will withdraw and move backwards guns still trained on the rest of you uh, covering the mech pilot and will take a couple more shots back at you but is really just trying to keep you back there in the cover not actually trying to do any damage uh, and the foes will pass it to Florian Um, how What's the distance now between them and us and me and Oswald, I guess? The whole cargo bay is about 75 feet long. You are in the back left corner, stage left. And if if directly in front of you is the cargo bay doors, if that would be looking out at the audience. Okay. And and they are on the stage left side of the cargo bay, slowly moving towards uh, down upstage. And the, the cargo bay doors are are fully shut. Basically closed at this point. Okay. Yeah, you can hear them sealing right now. Uh, they seem determined to try to find a way out. Is the uh, guy who but was... the distance separating the two of you, by the way, is about 50 feet. Okay. And the guy who was in the mech, he is not, like, armored in, like, a significant way. It's not like a mech, like a... Yeah, it doesn't look like it. He's wearing, like, combat fatigues and, like, a uh, pretty tight shirt that covers him long sleeved it looks like something he would wear specifically for driving around inside of a mech okay um i'm going to try to close the distance between these dudes and myself without getting shot in the face um yeah i'm literally just going to like try to get up to these fools and
I don't know if I, like, I'm assuming that I'm going to have to use etherics to actually get, like, close this distance in a turn. So I don't know that there's, I have to decide what I do until. Yeah, I will say getting close enough without getting shot would be pretty ridiculous. Considering it's like a, basically a straight corridor with what's blocking you off from the rest of the cargo bay is the wreckage of the Golden Comet that is kind of tilted sideways in this place. You know what's cool about that is I just got topped up on my Aether Pool. <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Okay. And keep in mind, Danger Gage is at 11. Any failure here means removal from the mission. Right, yeah, which I'm assuming narratively just means I get shot in the chest. Um chest let's go with chest uh or face you know i'd rather not because it's so pretty uh okay so i'm gonna use athletics um and i'm gonna say this is swift because it is seems good yeah Mm -hmm. and then you said ridiculous you say so ridiculous is 30 yeah i'm just trying to think i'm just trying to do some some averages math in my head. Let's say seven Aether again. Seems good. Oof. Not a great talent tactics roll, but not a failure. Not a critical failure, that is. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna need to roll void die. Oh no. Yeah. What'd you get? Oh, I'm at I'm at twenty. I have three more D6s. And I need 10. Oh, well, that was a five. Oh, no. Okay, I rolled a 28. Oh. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to die, so. Taking that void dice and crank the danger gauge up to 12. Uh, I can't, like... Like, correct, I don't, like, know any of the stuff that's going on in the cargo bay. Like, if I wanted to assist, there's no, like, realistic way I could do that. Yeah, no. Yeah, Shay, you're currently unaware of the acute details of what's going on. Is 12 is when stuff really pops off, right? And then it resets? Or is that 13? Okay. Yeah, then... That's 13. Then... Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 12 it is. Okay. How are we up to 12? <laughs> the void died. It was Wait. 9. Yeah, and then Amari rolled 3. Or did you do 2? I, I rolled 2 and I succeeded and I popped it back down. I've only rolled once. And then I've keep spending void oh, dice pump, for the enemies to do yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can do it too, everybody. <laughs> That's just mean. Okay. Motherfucker. No, it wasn't a one, but I am one oh. away from getting a critical success. Ah, uh, you got an 11? Yeah. Dang. Okay, but you still succeed. Yeah. So. Yeah. so I'm there. You plow forward like the raging bull proverbially and literally charging forward the (laughs) you don't know what this 
trooper is seeing because you are in a first person perspective right now. But there is a stumbling moment of panic as they fire wildly <laughs> towards something will, that's coming at them. Uh, I will. I, I want to make it clear that I am Naruto running for extra speed. <laughs> mm, sure. Mm hmm. And there is a panic scream of fucking horn skulls as they're opening fire on you. What the fuck? Okay, well, I'm gonna kill this dude now. Who are you passing it to as you are on top of this guy? Um. Options include Amari and Oswald and I'm Shay and friends. Go to Shay. All right. Shay, you can feel the cargo bay doors have closed, the rest of the ship systems have been properly reset, and you feel as though you are, you're fairly confident that the Tiresian isn't going to crash anytime soon. Okay. It is on a steady course flying just over empty ocean at this point. Okay. You know for a fact that there are other craft signaling the Tiresian, and they are... Local security forces. Just get Bartlett's dudes off of us. Have them get Bartlett's dudes off of us. I want to check in with Mara, Mara really quick. Mara is silent. Uh, listen, I'm going to answer these uh, hailing frequencies and I'll come check in with you in a little bit, okay? There is no response. Fuck. I will uh, go for Tiresian. <laughs> Tiresian, this is Niran's security forces. Do you require assistance? Uh, yes, please. Uh, we are being attacked by a mercenary known as Red Bartlett and Red's dogs. Uh, and another one. Uh, not sure of the source of that one, but they do seem to be Imperial. Mm, hate that, don't we? Uh, if you could give us some assistance, that would be lovely. We are taking uh, taking on some on our ship as well. Don't know how useful y'all are going to be inside, but I'll keep you posted. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. That is a thing you said. Yes. Um, as... And you know what? Just to throw a little more icing on the cake... Uh, we are agents of uh, Leila Rakasa, Ra uh, and uh, so it would be, we would really love some assistance. Listen. Copy wait, that. That's, Tiresian that's the is the story. matriarch aboard currently? The matriarch is aboard. We need help. <laughs> Maintain current trajectory, Tiresian. We are inbound. Listen, that's the, st the story that we're building. We gotta lay the foundation for it. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Doing anything else? Um, like, are we being fired at? Not as far as you can detect. Okay. Then I think the next thing I'm gonna do is, like, start... Although... Well, no, somebody... I was about to be like, I'm popping my body. No, somebody needs to be flying the ship. <laughs> It's like, oh, everything's great here. I'll pop back. Um, no, um, I'm going to start going through the system, scrubbing through the systems and seeing if there are any traces of the Fae presence that okay. was here. Cool. I'm not going to ask for a roll for that. That's just, that is something you start doing that's going to take time, yeah. though. Okay. 
Who are you passing it to? I am passing it to... I'm going to pass it to Amari. Okay. Um, sweet. How does Tux's boot-up sequence look at this moment? Tux's boot-up sequence is... You're basically up and running. Perfect. Um, in that case, I would like to use Tux to go manhandle this uh, this individual uh, in the mech. He's not in the mech anymore. Well, he's now he he's outside of the mech. The one that was in the mech, I would like him because mm-hmm. he seems to be the one barking orders. Okay. I'm going to pause real quick. Reed, can you unplug and replug yeah. in your microphone? You're getting all crackly again. Mm-hmm. Fucking. So, Amari, you are fully operational and you want to scramble over the Golden Comet to get to the mech pilot or the mech itself. What is your target here? I would like the individual inside the mech. Or now, the, the one that is now. It, it, yeah. Yes, formally in the mech, tor- <laughs> t- uh, ejected himself, uh, mm. removed the hatch. The artist climbed out. Formerly known as the guy in the mech. Mm-hmm. As Gorilla Mech Pilot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. You, what is your intention when you get there? I just want to pick him up. I just want to pick, okay. pick, pick the boy up and have him. <laughs> Give me some kind of grapple the man the check. Up check. <laughs> I want to grab. I'm not finishing that sentence. Nope. T- um, Tux can pretty easily move through this space with no real difficulty. Great. Okay. In that case, uh, I use my piloting the more than machine. It's D12, and then I'm just gonna go pick up pick up a dude. I think that's pretty bold or forceful. I, I would accept either. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with forceful. Forceful feels more right, I think. Yeah. And what are we looking the, at? This fellow <laughs> does not want to get picked up. I will put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, forceful makes sense. Okay. Are we Tom and Jerrying this and he's very tiny and hard to catch? Or is it like... <laughs> he is not very tiny, but compared to your mech, I would say you're probably twice his size, and he's a big dude. Okay. Tux is not a small piece of machinery. Jesus. What if I just so, grab him by an ankle and just kind of hold him up? That is would be pretty incredible, I think. Pretty incredible? God dang. Because he's in a tight corner, and he doesn't want to get grabbed, and he clearly has some physical strength behind him if he was able to kick his way out of his own mech. Just threaten him with a gun. Uh, okay. You said grab him. I'm giving you the difficulty yeah. here. Yeah. So 25 okay. is the number one. Yeah. All right. I'll, uh, uh, Tux has an aether I can throw at this. Um, I'll pull one from him. Okay. It. And then I will use one of my own as well okay i'm i'm grabbing that dude grab that dude yeah okay six 26 26 nice Nice. playing with fire because we don't have any room to yeah 
you leap up onto the golden comet and with a large articulated arm, not quite as big as the arms of the enemy mech, but you lance down and grab this guy. Do you grab him by the leg and hoist him upside down? Yeah. Okay. So you swoop down like some kind of ape snatching a fish out of a stream and pick this guy up one-legged and he's flailing around and it is only after you've successfully grabbed him and are suspending him in the air making it so he has no more leverage with which to kind of articulate his own escape that you notice the monster that is bearing down on the other enemy trooper to your left <laughs> Whoa. it takes you a second before you realize that it's Florian explain monster yeah, is is he is Florian visually altered in any way? Yes. Florian's hide has turned a dark viscous black and green veins swirl up from positions that radiate out from certain parts of his body. And it, it, it takes you a moment to register that, like, these are the spots where Florian has taken excessive amounts of damage over the years. There is, like, stab wounds and the wound on his arm where it becomes artificial. And, like, all of these different scars that are over Florian's body now radiate out with these terrible emerald roots that have taken seed inside of his body. You guys, it's like scurvy. It's like when you get really bad scurvy and it starts to open up your scars again. That's so cool. I'm glad you think it's cool. <laughs> Just like scurvy. I love this. <laughs> and his eyes are glowing with this intense emerald light. And the last time you saw th that manner of light emanating from something, it was when you were fighting the children of A-Tier on uh, Rassam. Good. Great. Love that. Gonna shelve that one for now. You've heard, like, spacer horror stories of things that can appear on ships out in the black, of pieces of the void that come back with people who have not taken the proper precautions. There are creatures that the old salts call darklings out there in the void between the stars that sometimes creep onto ships and deal terrible, terrible things to their crew. That's your first thought. And then you say, wait, no, that's Florian. <laughs> Did Florian get a haircut? What, what, what's happening? What, yeah, I don't understand. Who would you uh, like to pass it to, Amari? Your options are friends or Oswald. Uh, <laughs> Either or. Never shall want, between. I want, <laughs> I want Oswald to go. <laughs> Alright, Oswald. You feel the invigorating power of 12 Loco coursing through your gullet. Yes. I can do anything. I can... What the fuck happened to Florian? Um, <laughs> um, the east, we have power... You said we have power generators in here? Uh, in the, I mean, they're scattered across the floor and some of them are destroyed, but yeah. I mean, I'm going to need some aether, so uh, I'm going to go to the nearest one. Um, okay. And aether leech some, some aether from... 
from that. From that. You get an aether from it. Hooray! Uh, every little bit helps. Um, and then with with the aether in my body, um, sort of ca- counteracting the the twelve loco. Uh, I stare defiantly at these two mercenaries and I say, I, I point, I say, lay your weapons down and we <laughs> shall not slay you. Um, and I'm going to try an influence roll. Okay. I'm just letting you know this right now. Yeah. One is being held upside down by a leg by a mech. Mm-hmm. The other is being charged <laughs> by this horrible void creature. I don't think they were aware of you to begin with. Uh-huh. So to draw their attention and <laughs> to yep. Yep. force them to do what you want mm-hmm. would be impossible. I know what I said. So 35 uh, is what we're looking for here. Okay. And just to double check, if I fail... Does that make from the danger the gauge go up? Well, the, the danger gauge won't go up. No, this this feels right. Um, uh, <laughs> of course, it does. <laughs> um. Okay. This is now stupid. Isn't a tactic. Um, <laughs> Maybe it should be. <laughs> I, Mike, I think Mike said at one point he tried very hard to not. He just did, he didn't want that to be something that you could do. But uh huh, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. In uh, in early drafts of the Aether system, foolhardy was definitely mm. a tactic. Mm. <laughs> Wonder why. I think that boldly kind of covers covers the foolhardy at this point. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. true. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Um, I might even accept forceful. Um, I don't even know. I have a D8 and bold face lie. I don't even know if that necessarily applies I mean... Uh, what, the fact that you're attempting to have some authority here? Yeah, I guess that could be yeah. a bold face lie. Um, uh, and then I'll use my one aether. Obviously, there's no way that I can succeed this, but um, you're gonna get so much you know. aether <laughs> or so much exp- XP. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. I was just doing it because uh, I don't know character reasons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll go ahead and do. Wait, I need one more. Okay, we'll just. These are the two. Okay. So that is going to be... So 13 is not 35. Uh, 35 is what I was going for. It's very close. That math very close. checks out. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I think what happens is uh, Oswald does not get their attention at all because why would he he's a he's a tiny bird man uh standing in the corner um but instead uh he thinks about the the people who got crushed under the ship thanks to thanks to him earlier uh and then he uh proceeds to throw up and uh collapse on the floor oh hold on oswald you are still conscious 
when you see Layla Rarakasa walk towards you with a handgun. And who are you passing it to? I think Friends is the only only one to pass mm-hmm. it to. Then let's let's pass it to Friends. Executes Oswald. <laughs> so fucking funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, way to go. <laughs> way to get rid of your problem. Oh, boy. Paladin Rolly stays where he is, watching the nightmare unfold just beyond the wreckage of the Golden Comet. He can't see what what Florian has become. The ship is blocking his line of sight, but he definitely sees the reaction of the uh, the trooper who is firing panickedly past and screaming. He can see the foe that is being dragged into the air by Amari. What he doesn't see is Layla of Rarakasa stride towards the fallen Avia man. Oswald, you are like I said, barely conscious. Between the massive amounts of etherics you've used today and the upsetting amounts of malt beverage that you have consumed on a regular basis to try to cope with things so integral to your being that it is a wonder that you are a functional person let alone a contributing member of this crew. Every day is a struggle. She holds the gun firmly in her hand as she stands over you, and she glances not at you, but towards Amari. And despite your wrecked perception at the moment, you can tell that there is an extremely thoughtful look on her face. An expression that says, there are a laundry list of problems that could be solved right now. And depending on what I roll on this void dice that I just spent right now, we're going to see what Layla thinks the most expedient course of action is. What I'm looking for here, not what I'm looking for. If it's a 12, the danger gauge will go up and we will hit the dragon's due, number 13 on the danger gauge, and the mission will change. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think so. I think that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oswald, your vision blurs and fades to black. The chaos in the cargo hold is loud and continues at a pace, regardless of what happens in this back corner with this Leon woman and this Avia man splayed out on the floor. And she will pass it to Amari at the top of the next round. Whatever it was, I was recording. (laughs) I'll spend an experience point to make me record whatever it was. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You want to spend an experience point to say that Oswald's implants were recording? Yes, I will spend an experience point. Spend yeah, spend it. an extra XP to say you have a dead man's trigger on that too. <laughs> I will also say, since you failed that roll, yeah. 
you did get 12 XP. That That is true. That is true. But yes, you can no longer act meaningfully for the remainder of the mission. For various reasons. Amari, you have this man hoisted in the air and you've see- beheld the nightmare that is Florian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, it I, I feel like the at least Amari's combat scenario is mostly finished. What are you going to do with your now held captive? Um, dangle him up and like angle him so he can look directly at uh, what Florian has become. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> What is your intention with this? Oh, I'm basically going to tell him to uh, tell his man to stand down completely. I think I and call off all remaining forces. I think I automatically just add uh, assistance, like you can have my influence die. I think for this whole yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, influ- influence intimidation would would be good here, or some kind okay. of okay. Um, I don't think you being a war hero plays into this scenario. I was going to ask. Does he know who I am? <laughs> He does, in fact. There are wanted posters, but... Uh, Okay, well, in that case, uh, my influence is just a d6. How hard is it going to be to influence this individual who is witnessing some sort of darkling abomination, uh, maul his friend, and the rest of his team uh, has been obliterated? To be clear, the mauling hasn't happened yet, but... (laughs) Yet. Heavy yet. I will say... It will be challenging. Challenging. 15. 15. Okay. Do you want me to roll my influence or do you want to just roll it? Uh, go for it. Go for it. Let me know if you get a six, Olivia. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no! <laughs> yes! Oh, what a Most good episode. I should have done it. Thing. I should have done it. It, it, it would have been lower if I had rolled yeah. it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Happy to help. <laughs> okay. All right. I definitely peaked on that no. I can see it on the waveform right now. Oof. <laughs> Okay, so so at least six. a six is what mm-hmm. you got. At least a six. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll throw another aether in on this as well, and I'll roll mm-hmm. my two d six. Cool. That is a six and a five. So that's seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 17 yeah very good so you wheel him towards Florian and the retreating form of the assault trooper directly to your left and as you do there is this flare of dark it almost looks like shadows with these green veins running through it rippling off of the shoulders of Florian and kind of wreathing his horned head in these, like, tentacular ripples behind him. The last time you saw something like this, it was in space, just before you shot a vampire. Okay, I'm happy to be in 
intox. <laughs> yeah, though you have a sneaking suspicion that if Florian wanted to, tux would not be a barrier yeah. between the two of you based on the frozen, disabled mech directly beneath you. Please be friendly. Please be <laughs> friendly. Please be friendly. Needless to say, your captive is frightened. And Good. immediately goes limp and, like, raises hands and, like, saying, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Fantastic. Who are you passing it to? Oof. Uh, who's left? Everybody. You're at the top of the round. Everybody? Okay, let's go with friends. <laughs> let's mix things up. Well, everybody except for Oswald. Okay. You Oswald hear a shot ring out. <laughs> <laughs> that would have already happened and yeah. there was chaos and frenzy while no it was going know. on no way to know no way to know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so who are you passing it to friends friends okay mm -hmm. Layla comes around the corner of the golden comet Pistol drawn, its barrel glowing with crackling red aether as though it is already at full charge. And she points it towards the horrible shadow abomination that is barreling down across the, <laughs> the cargo bay and uh, lets out a, a bit of a yelp. <laughs> and... Does she fire on Florian? Uh, no, because I have no more void dice to spend at the moment. So she is frozen in place, kind of staring horrified at what's happening. Uh, she will pass to Florian. I think I just pin this guy to the wall. This assault rifle holding mm -hmm. guy. Um, yeah, I think I just keep running through him and just take his whole whole self with me um i'm not i'm i'm not looking to kill him unless uh i've been been taken over by the void as, as long as i'm still my, me inside i don't think florian would try to kill this guy even though he's a racist piece okay. of shit <laughs> okay um, so yeah, I'm just gonna try to, like, similarly grapple. I, what, what would my difficulty be on this? This person is wearing a, he's technically inside of a mech suit, albeit like a personal one. Uh, uh, and they do not want to be grabbed by you, and they are actively retreating and firing at you, though it seems to be having no effect, which is all the more terrifying. It would be pretty ridiculous if you managed this. So we're looking for 30 here. Okay, I'm going to go all in then. Cool. Oh, cool and good. Yes. What is your maximum aether pool size? So much. It's 10. 10. So 10d6 right off the bat. How many aether do you have left to spend in your own personal pool? I have three. three. So 13 oh, ain't that the magic aether number? dice. Total, you say. Fascinating. Yay! 
Wasn't on purpose, but I love how things work out. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm assuming this is forceful. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because right. that's my worst die. Uh, but I am going to and... put athletics in there, too. All right. I don't... Mm, I think we're looking for melee weapons here. Oh, just my body? Okay, I don't have that, so I'll just... We'll keep it at a even 13. Okay. Plus forceful. You don't have any melee weapons, but you carry a big-ass mm-hmm. knife? It's not for fighting oh. with. It's for, like, <laughs> cutting down trees and stuff. It's, yeah. I, I, yeah. Would, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the talent was under influence, rather, <laughs> for mm. the big-ass knife. Honestly, I should get a big-ass knife influence uh, specialization. Uh, okay. Did not fail. Always good. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like mine would have been really bad right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, spectacular failure right now from um, Florian would be interesting. I mean, mechanically, it would probably just be you giving me three void dice, but... <laughs> oh, it's okay. that was two sixes on the last two dice. Um, that is, let's see, 54. Cool. I'd like to bring the, so, I'd like can. to bring the danger gauge down a little bit. <laughs> two times? Yes, please. Okay. Danger gauge goes back down to 10. Which is weird that the danger has somehow gone yeah. down. <laughs> well, we're, hey, everyone has been subdued. But not Florian. Amari, what you see is Florian reaching out with a single arm, and it's almost as though his hand gets bigger around this dude's chest as he pins the assault trooper to the wall, and darkness just begins to bleed out from Florian's fingers and, like, encoats the chest of this assault trooper up against the wall. And Florian, you don't even know that this is happening. I was just about to ask, like, I'm assuming that, to me, it just is like, uh, yeah, shoving this dude against the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. And Amari, as you watch... Florian doesn't have a mouth or ears or a nose. It is just these two pits of emerald glow cascading with little crackles of veiny electricity off of this nightmare taro covered in darkness and green veins welling out from all the different wound points on him. And you can see that it is the artificial arm that is the normal looking one right now. And it is the organic arm that is this big mass of writhing darkness and green veins pinning this dude to the wall. This is all very concerning. And as of that moment, Shay, you sense something is very wrong inside the ship as the power systems of the Tiresian begin blinking out and like shuddering and as though something is drawing an immense amount of power from the ship itself. Um, I'll uh, get on the comms, just the overhead comms. What's going on down there? We're uh, starting to lose, lose some power. The lights inside the cargo bay begin to flicker and go on and off rapidly. 
Layla lets out a, a screaming shout that is just the word Amari. Mm-hmm. Amari, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, gonna gonna go protect my my wife. You're gonna keep hold of the guy. Oh yeah, I got two hands. <laughs> Amari has two hands. Yeah, I know. You never noticed before, but he does. <laughs> yeah. So Florian, you see Tux barrel past you and skitter to a stop behind you in this shielding motion, holding, still dangling the captured mech pilot above the ground, but kind of shielding Layla with his body, getting the mech between you and the female Leon. That's weird. I'm going to just shout up to Shay, like, it's all good down here. And Shay, there's this feedback, crackling, lancing shriek through the intercom that is just your how you hear right now because you are the yeah. ship i think i think that like affects me so much that like the the ship like sh- also like shutters like i kind of lose control of the ship for a second everyone just over the intercom throughout the ship hears this piercing shrieking it's all good what mm-hmm. the fuck was that we're like over ocean still, so I'm going to try to, like, get mm-hmm. us back towards land. Okay. You wheel back around, and you can feel the ship actively losing power. Like, something is draining all of the energy out of the Tiresian right now. Yeah, okay, whatever the fuck is going on down there, whatever's draining power from the ship, it needs to stop, like, now. Behind you, Amari, your wife says, What the fuck is that thing? Uh, it's Florian. What? Her gun's still up, pointing at it. Yeah, we have a problem. Florian, what are you doing? Um, I, I mean, I was gonna ask if I can make some sort of, like, roll to see if I can- I- well, no, I can't act meaningfully. But I- I just, like, I- I don't know if I would be able to figure out that it's me. Because I'm just- You can act meaningfully. I never said you couldn't do that. Well, I went all in. Yeah, that means you can still act meaningfully, you just can't use your aether pool anymore. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I'm gonna see if I can figure out- what might be draining the power if it's this guy somehow that'd be weird mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah hate that that's a one and i don't i i only have cleverly i i don't have any knowledge or aether or anything so that was just a clever one yep. <clears throat> okay you glance around and the lights are flicking around you. Darkness is, it, it seems like you're getting tunnel vision, weirdly. Like there's this, it, it's like when you stare at a light for too long and then you blink really hard and look away and you have that kind of like dark rings around your vision. And you're blinking and you're holding this guy up against the wall and Amari is moving away from you and Layla's pointing a gun at you. And you can't, you have no idea what's going on, but all the power in the ship seems to be failing. You feel great. Oh, yeah? <sighs> yeah. Like, you've you've expended massive amounts of Aether before and gone all in, and it's usually left you just on your ass. Yeah, I usually can't use my arm. Yeah, right now, you feel fine. Uh, well, I'm gonna, then I'm gonna, I'm, I, I don't know what to do about that. So I'm going to pull this guy away from the wall and, like, 
be like, hey, what, like, Amari, what, what should we do with this, this fella? I mean, I know you have, like. And Amari, you see, like, one armed, this soldier being pulled off the wall, and this horrible shrieking sound, and it looks like this monster is going to eat this dude. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I gotta. I'll I'll drop the the big guy that I've got, and like, I don't I don't want to try to save this dude, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. What if I? It okay. Florian's looking directly at me. We're just like a nightmare Taro yeah. covered in darkness and green veins is staring directly at you, but holding this dude up with one hand and is like, you can see the veins of darkness and green kind of seeping around his body and encasing him now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, he is screaming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Um, yeah. What? God, what if I just Flor- uh, full Florian. blown, just try to lay Florian, Florian out. Shakes him a little bit and is like, Shut up. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, okay. Uh let's just try to like uh take Florian just like full blown uh just full steam ahead. Just knock him out. Make him try to drop it uh, anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's... Sounds pretty forceful to me. Yeah. Though I would accept bold. <laughs> I'm gonna go with bold, just for that extra two. I will game the system. <laughs> uh, so wait, are you, like, running at me in the mech? Oh, yeah. I He's got little thrusters and everything. That's, let's f- go. Oh, I'm gonna drop the dude and run. If I can. Well, let's uh let yeah. let's let us see Amari build his okay. dice pool here first and see. Uh I am going to go all in on this. Oh good. Good 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 good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh I also have limit pusher. Uh hmm. what does that do? Uh when you go all in, you may add a number of aether dice to your roll equal to twice your maximum aether pool size. So my maximum aether is six. So I can add uh I can add twelve to this mm-hmm. plus yeah. <laughs> plus what I've already got, uh-huh. and then uh, yeah, I'm gonna punch uh, the void right out of him. I just want him to go to sleep. Oh, shit. Why don't, uh, why, don't <laughs> why don't I have limit pusher? That's the real question. No, <laughs> you're too powerful. We we may have just discovered the end boss of this campaign. Weirdly enough. Oh, there are so many end bosses in this campaign. And they're all on board this ship. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Give me a second. I'm going to need to pull a lot more. uh, Because, yeah, 12 D6s plus bold plus uh, more than machine. So that's 12 D6 plus 2 D12. Just read desperately digs for more d6s. <laughs> I, yeah. And of course, I have them all separated into individual glass jars so they look pretty while they sit in a box. <laughs> yeah, of course. Florian, what you see 
is Tux cast the captured mech pilot down to the ground and then lunge at you, booster jets on the legs, flaring to life, reeling back for a Superman punch. It is quick, violent, and you barely have any time what to react. The shit. Would you like to resist this? I'm mostly asking Olivia the player. Yeah, I'll I'll try. Well, actually, what is the Actually, hmm. <laughs> There's no difficulty here. This is straight PVP. Yeah, but I have no resources to 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 VP. So I think I just get taken out of the mission if I if I uh That seems to be the indicated purpose here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So it's not going to work because I don't have enough dice to make it work, but I will drop the guy and just like hands up. <laughs> like what the fuck? So as you charge in Amari, you see the trooper is discarded on the ground and the arms raise as you come hurtling <laughs> towards it. <laughs> okay, I've got to count all of the dice here before I even roll to make sure I've got everything. So limit, per, limit pusher doubles my aether pool. So that's 12 there. I have one aether to throw on top of that. So that's 13. I'm going to pull... If I pull everything from Tux for this one go, does that shut him down and I can't do it? Or can I pull everything for this one go? If you pull it all and throw it into this one go, Tux will be inoperable after this action. Okay. I'll leave one in. <laughs> I'll pull three. Oh my god, you're gonna fucking kill me, dude. No, I'm just going to take you out of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> We we joked about Florian kicking a hole in the side of the ship yep. a couple of sessions uh, ago. Now I just think there's going to be a Florian-shaped hole through <laughs> the side of the yeah, ship like here. Looney Tunes style. Full Looney Tunes, yeah. Okay, then I need... I'm hoping it's more of a Spider-Man 3 situation where the void just, like, comes off of me Venom style. Yeah. Mm. Throw my pilot on there. This okay. I was just trying Holy to help. Holy shit! <laughs> this might be the largest number ever recorded. Yeah. Okay. So, just for context here, I have two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen for my aether pool plus three more. So that's 16d6 plus a d10 and a d12. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. What a day. <laughs> and you're going to be rolling all of these at the same time? Oh, fuck yeah. I, I have all these dice. I spent all this money on this. Might as well. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Drop it like it's out. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh, this feels good. <laughs> Finally, unlimited power. <laughs> They're all <Okay>. ones. <laughs> still pretty good, though. It's still pretty good. Oh boy, forty. And Florian, just to reiterate, you rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. Um, that was on my cleverly roll. I didn't. I didn't actually oh. roll anything. Oh, okay. 
So let's see. I have influence. I can roll. All right. That was a two. And I'm going to say this is swift. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Another two. That's a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just barely going to beat you. <laughs> it's going to be pretty close. It's going to be pretty close. What's a 67 get me? It was almost perfect. Holy shit. Okay, bring the danger gauge all the way down to zero. All the way down. <laughs> I take a nap. <laughs> I take the mission out of, of the mission. This is what happens. Amari. You throw the mech pilot down onto the deck of the cargo bay. The lights in here are flickering on and off, strobing now. And the only lights you can see are the effervescent glows coming off of your mech and the pulsing green veins within the void, the literal absence of space that is charging at you, arms raised in this kind of mock attempt at grappling. The shrieking you're hearing, you realize as you're flying through the air, isn't sound being made by this creature. It is the feedback in the audio receptors of your mech that is squealing as you're getting even close to this thing, as the systems inside of Tux go wild as you approach its proximity. Indicators are flashing on and off of systems that aren't even engaged at the moment. You see ammo counters filling up and going down, filling up and going down. You see altitude meters going wild and telling you you're in every direction at once. The actual visual receptors inside the mech are blinking on and off. So you only have this strange uh, rotoscope vision of the monster that Florian became as you wheel up, jet up into the air and bring a fist down, relying mostly on physics and a good solid idea of where this thing's head is to bring your fist in for contact. Those who are still able to hear such things inside the cargo hold hear a howling crunch that comes and echoes through this space. There is screams, there is fire, there is a blackness as the power dips off yet again, the lights going out, and suddenly when the power zoom comes back on and Amar, you are standing over the unconscious body of Florian. No darkness, no veins, nothing. How fucked up am I? You are incredibly unconscious but otherwise you appear, florian appears fine that's cool yeah. surprised that worked there is no void monster no green veins of energy nothing all the power and the systems are restored shay you sense everything back to normal they must have taken care of the problem yeah, all right well, whatever it was i hope it wasn't too bad it's fine as you pause and look around you see that the trooper that the monster that florian had grappled is stuck on the ground their powered armor completely without any aether and locking them in some kind of emergency rigor mortis that the armored suit would probably use in case of some kind of collision the mech pilot that you abandoned 
back behind you is staring wild-eyed towards this scene. Your wife has a gun on him. The very small voice of Paladin Rolly from the other side of the hangar bay says, Is everything okay? Paladin Rolly's... I think everything's going to be just fine. <laughs> no good, very bad day. As you take in what's left of your cargo bay and your prisoners and your companion now rendered unconscious you stare around and eventually you see that in all of the chaos Oswald's small body has found its way to the rear of the cargo bay Tux is nearly spent as you pry yourself out of the mech suit. You can see that there is a strange latticework of cracks that have appeared on the fist of the mech where it punched Monster Florian, but otherwise it appears unscathed. But yeah, you see Oswald's limp body over near the, the rear of the cargo bay. You're not quite sure how he got there. You kind of lost track of him in all of this. Uh, I guess I'll pick up Florian and like move Florian over to the, like, I don't know if there's any sort of team huddle happening if if Paladin Rolly is coming over at all or is still watching Shay, given that everything seems to be fine now. He is gingerly carrying Shay's body out of the taxi. Once you sound the all clear and your wife calls him over to keep an eye on your prisoners that she herds over into a corner. The, these two individuals, one of which is the mech pilot. The other is eventually you see a, uh, a Midrian middle-aged, probably like late thirties. Uh, battle scarred. They are definitely like in a state of shock. That they're not looking to cause a fight, and they are constantly shooting glances towards Florian's unconscious body. And neither of them really put up any resistance as Paladin Rolly takes command of them. Okay. Um, that was fun. I want to get on the calm. Okay. Seems like everything's back to normal. Could we get someone to bring? Well, yeah, no. Could we get someone to bring bring me onto the bridge? I would love to be back in my body again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your wife and the paladin look between Shay's unconscious body and up at the intercom voice and back down. But for Rolly says wizard, and <laughs> Layla goes, oh. <laughs> Amari and Tux is also nodding. And she will look over to you, Amari, and say, Just an engineer. Just an engineer. Mm -hmm. Does anyone go and check on Oswald? Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put uh, Tux just, like, back in the bay really quick and then go over to Oswald. I don't feel like being in a big mech around little tiny Birdman is probably the best idea. 
slip on a banana peel and no more Oswald. As you approach, you find Oswald lying in a pool of his own sick, breathing but unconscious. This is not the first time we've found Oswald like this. No. Okay. That's good. He will roll over as you approach and blink and stare up at you. His eyes kind of struggling to focus. Oswald, you okay? And he will say, Yes. Y- yes. Fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> Okay. And as you put everything back where it needs to go and having acquired prisoners and having survived your encounter with the bounty hunters, I think it is there that we're going to end tonight's session. And what precisely is going on? Who is speaking through Oswald? And what the ever-loving F just happened to Florian? I think we'll have to wait until next time. Because as always, you can find us online at matcomrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram, at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.